0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Liverpool versus Middlesbrough, the final push by Carl Kopak. Well, here we are, game 38, all or nothing And the Europa League is nothing as far as I'm concerned, it's a fine, a tax on not being good enough for the Big Lads Cup. It all comes down to this. Firstly, I'm fairly sure that the 3-4 game at the Emirates, which started this whole shebang, was at most three months ago. Where the hell has this year gone? At this stage, we still don't know what this season is. Will it be judged as the campaign where we sneaked into the top four before dominating Europe for the next 50 years or so? Or that year we started well, but faded? We won't find out till Sunday night. At least it's in our own hands. Much as they love us, I can't see Everton offering a citywide gesture to their red brethren. Not after our bench angered them by asking that their players not kick us in the air quite so hard, and often, in the Anfield derby. I've heard Tim Howard is coming back to the School of Science to think about diving for a shot one last time. Not that Arsenal will need too much help. Credit where it's due, they've picked up their spare points and drove us all the way to the final game. But, well, credit to us too. The West Ham game could not have been planned and played out any better. A brief onslaught and then the goal which ended everything for them. What followed was glorious. Not content with finishing the game at 2-0, we came for more and pushed for extras. Had Divock squared the ball, it might have been five. And yet, there are those with doubts. It's part of our psyche to build up the opposition before we play them. Last Saturday night, people were talking about the Hammers as if they were the 50s Real Madrid side, rather than a team who had just won 11 league games. I suppose it's natural to fear a dreadful disappointment and prepare yourself for the worst. But the magnificent Andre Ayew aside, approving that he's a red once and for all, cheers mate, they wilted like a hothouse flower. It's part of our makeup to grumble despite the opportunity. It reminds me of the man who stood next to my mate at Anfield the year after we'd reached two Champions League finals in three seasons. The Reds were drawing nil-nil when he turned to him and said, you know what lad, 30 years I've been watching this shite. I love that. He'd seen us win everything in 30 years. Everything. This shite. That in turn reminds me of the joke in Annie Hall, where Woody Allen's character, who coincidentally was not unlike the actor himself in both character and outlook, tells a joke about two women complaining about the quality of the food in a restaurant. And one of them says, boy the food at this place is really terrible. The other one says, yeah I know, and such small portions. He goes on to say, Well, that's essentially how I feel about life full of loneliness and misery and suffering and unhappiness, and it's all over much too quickly. While the lad at the match has conveniently forgotten the triumphs and joys the Reds have assembled over that time, I sort of hear where he's coming from. People like moaning, it points to their indefatigability in the face of an endless sense of disappointments. Maybe that's a scouse thing. Alexei Sale once said that we're the most contrary set of people on the island. Tell a scouser that everything is great, and you'll often as not be rewarded with a sneer and a tut. Tell one that things are dreadful, and you'll hear that things aren't that bad. Liverpool fans, scouse or no, are famed for this. We're either the best team in the world and sit high above the world, looking down on those with the temerity to even show up at our games, never mind beat us, or... We're a doomed relegation side, with nothing to play for other than the most pyrrhic of victories, but even that would be a disgrace really. Speaking of doomed relegation sides, see I understand that. Football sweeps us across the divide of joy and bitterness and back again. But I can't be doing with it before a game. Borough are down with the lowest goal tally in the division. Yes, Sunderland have scored more goals. And there's talk of, be typical if we can't beat them. I'm not a man for energy and positive mental attitude, unless you're in the ground itself, but this is not the time for doubts, and just be like us to fuck this up. This is one game, and as much as I deplore celebrating being the fourth best in the league, it's a pretty big one. My mate Richie asked me earlier how he thinks we should approach the game. I think there's only one strategy, foot on the throat, a score, keep foot on the throat. Score more. Continue until the referee pleads for mercy on their behalf. In 2001, Liverpool crawled off the pitch in Dortmund with the third trophy of the campaign and set out for the slightly less salubrious setting of the valley, Charlton. They needed a win to edge out Leeds and take third spot in the final Champions League place it was my firm belief, though I daren't state it aloud, that following a punishing schedule where we'd played every possible game we could, i.e. we were in every competition to the very end, we'd barely have enough energy to make it out of their tunnel. Never mind take the points. We won. nil 4 Tiredness is not a factor here. The only element Borough can cling to is the let's go out with a bang and let's do this for the fans, which suggests that they weren't too keen on that approach for those trifling for 37 games we'll be up for it too and if it's a francis begbie square go we have more artillery so let's have no naysaying for this one no friends if it's nil nil after an hour no Sturridge or e.g Ray are useless according to taste it's moreno anyway none of that it's the final 90 minutes of the season and this could be the game which leads us on to something else When Gerard Houllier's team fell over the line in 2004, thanks to Newcastle's failure to beat Southampton, we walked away feeling we got away with a top four finish. And unless something major happened, we'd be out of the Champions League six games after we'd just got in. You know what? Something massive happened. Foot on the throat, Liverpool. Foot on the throat throughout. This may lead us to somewhere bigger. One game three points because life can be full of loneliness and misery and suffering and unhappiness and it's all over much too quickly i'm sure i wasn't alone and feeling the goosebumps rising towards the end of carl's piece there and for me, it's primarily from fear, I'll be honest, as much as excitement or, or anticipation or anything like that. Because there is a terrible, terrible anxiety that goes with this last game of the season. I like the way Carl's framed it. It's probably the only option available to most people who want to remain semi-sane between now and Sunday afternoon. You've just got to breathe deeply and uh, <laughs> try to think as positively as possible about it. All the things that could happen and as carl says during the game itself um it will be very tempting uh, to be moaning and whinging if things aren't going our way but you know if there's anything to the whole idea of positive energy and uh if there's anything to the idea of being able to influence the world in some sort of way and the more i read the more i'm starting to believe that that could well be possible if we can have any influence on our environment and we're sitting there whinging and moaning and griping that's that's bloody irresponsible isn't it really so i mean i know i'll be doing my best um despite whatever fatalistic impulses i may have to think as positively as possible and maybe carl's right maybe They will go for the the foot-on-the-throat method and um, score early and score often. And if that happens, it's party time and that will be the best possible result on Sunday. Uh, So let's hope that Klopp gets the result that I think he deserves as a manager for what he's done so far this year, despite all the griping. The best possible result, a big win and a fourth place guarantee. And who knows, maybe the wheels will come off elsewhere and we might even sneak into third. But one way or the other, let's just beat these. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AIAudible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.